My name is Rob, and I am a compulsive overeater. Um, 14th of September, we read Voices of Recovery. And the opening line says, many of us tried fasting with and without a doctor's supervision. I did that. I did that. I, I got to the point in the late 80s where I was desperate. I, I wanted to do something. I was tired of what I was doing. It wasn't working. I had gotten up to about 280, 290 pounds, and I tried OptiFast. It was with a doctor's supervision. It says here, usually we lost weight, but as soon as we started eating again, the compulsive eating behavior returned along with the weight. Yep. I was a star in that program. I, I lost over 100 pounds. Um, at the end of it, I think like this guy in his college days or lady, I'm not sure. Um, I felt I was done. I, I was chiseled. I was a statue. It was never going to change. You know, I had arrived um, until I hadn't. Slowly but surely, the old behaviors came back. Slowly but surely, I felt it slipping away. And this is when I learned about relapse and hopelessness. And there you go again. Why can't you stick to anything? All that negative self-talk we tell ourselves. And the weight came back. And um, with me, whenever I've lost weight like that, and I've lost and gained over 100 pounds a few times, I always get a few pounds more, um, kind of like interest at the weight bank for my effort. Oh, we, we see your withdrawal and now your deposit, and we'll give you some interest on that. And um, the needle would move, not in the, not in the direction I'd want it to. So being a manipulative compulsive overeater, I talked them into letting me have a second shot at OptiFast, something they told us they do not do. But I persisted. Oh, I've learned. Oh, it'll be different this time. Oh, it won't happen again. I, I'm in a better place mentally and spiritually. Just, just let me do it again. I, I know it works. Oh, yeah, it works. All right. The only thing was the second time through, I couldn't do it again. I did not have that reprieve that I'd been given the first time. It just wasn't there. I could not stick to the program that I'd been so successful at prior. Our disease is um, cunning, baffling, powerful. It's progressive. Mine wants me dead, but it'll take me um, overweight and suffering. That's for sure. They, the, the author goes on to talk about exercising like a maniac. I did that too. There was a time I was rollerblading 15 miles a day. I was going to meetings, um, having some success in the weight area. I didn't get a sponsor. I didn't work the steps and everything was great. I was going into meetings, basically an exercise bulimic, still eating 5,000 calories, excuse me, 5,000 calories a day, but you know, rollerblading like a, like a maniac, like this says. And it was all great till I couldn't rollerblade like that anymore. That came to an end. And so did that plan of action. Talks about winning the war with my body. I kind of felt that way. During that rollerblading phase, I was probably in the best shape of my life. Um, that was a great time. I lived at the beach. I lived on the 
the Balboa Peninsula in Newport. I had a sailboat. I was skating. I was single. But um, it was lonely, like this person says. It is easy to forget thin is not the answer to all my problems, and starving myself is not the quick fix I want it to be. It's not the answer to all my problems. Um, fast forward quite a few years, I had gastric bypass surgery because the disease took over again. My higher power gave me a relief from the craving of obsession. Um, right about the time I committed and asked my higher power to be part of the process. Help me, I can't do this without you. Um, I'll seek your will, I'll serve you, make, make me your instrument. And um, I needed a program because as I'd proven in the OptiFast gastric bypass surgery, um, I could have eaten through that easily uh, without program, without the steps, without a sponsor. I'm working the program this time. Service to others has saved my life. This says the way to truly be a winner is following a healthy plan of eating and working the steps. I, I'd agree with that. My abstinence today is being mindful and present. You know, I, I used to wolf things down and not be there mentally and wonder where all the food went, being the only person in the room. I mean, it's obvious, who, it's obvious where the food went, but I, I wasn't even experiencing it. Today, I get to experience it. I get to be present. Um, and I've been granted something called food neutrality. It doesn't call me like it used to. It used to be loud, like jet engine loud. You know, the freezer was loud, the fridge was loud, the cabinets were loud. If I was out with people, that was loud. Although my self-esteem and stuff would come into play and I, I couldn't really eat like that in front of others. My disease loved isolation and that's where my character defects would come out too. Isolation's not good for me. I, I can turn down food in public or I could, let's say, in private, not so much. If I knew something was there, it would be talking and then it would get louder and it would be yelling and then screaming. And eventually I couldn't resist it. No matter how much I told myself, you're not doing that anymore. Things are different now. You've started a new, new thing. Well, for six years, that hasn't happened. My higher power has taken 155 pounds off my body, and I'm grateful. Um, it's not me. I can't do it alone. I proved that. I needed help. And I'm very grateful today. I'm grateful for the program, grateful for the fellowship, grateful for the recovery. And with that, I think I'll pass. Thank you so much for letting me share. This, this spoke to me tonight.